I think there's so many people that are, that are going around today and they don't even realize they're doing it though. They don't realize that the way they feel about themselves, the, what they're suppressing within themselves is spewing on to everybody around them, right? It is our responsibility to, to hold ourselves accountable for not only what we're saying, what we're thinking and what we're doing. Welcome to the Second Floor Podcast. I'm your host with the most, Kenny Buller. And I should not have said that because that's what Snoop Dogg says. So really, I'm just your host because I don't want to copy him. And I'm super excited to bring on a very special guest today. We're going to talk about, as we always do, how to survive, how to thrive, and how to keep the good vibes alive with your special guest on the host on the show today. My bad. Clearly, host is my favorite word. <laughs> Your special guest on the show today, Dexter Janky. Ladies and gentlemen, Dexter has just recently been signed on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers team. Yes, he is an affiliated CFL football player, once upon a time for three years, played for Calgary Stampeders. Mm -hmm. He then played as an Olympian, as a bobsledder, and then from there is now making his way back into playing the sport that he loves, the sport that he grew up with, back to football with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yes, sir. I just love saying Winnipeg Blue Bombers. <laughs> Firstly, though, I'm not technically an Olympian. I can't, okay. I can't. I'm a national level athlete, but I can't say Olympian. Okay, that's I don't funny. want to take anything away from them. They, they've, they dedicated a lot of their time, I guess, to, to get to that point. And I guess I'd still be three years away from even having the opportunity to compete for that. But Absolutely. Yes. No, that's fair. Thank yeah. you for letting yeah, me know yeah, that. No I appreciate that, sir. <laughs> Why don't we just dive right in, man? I mm -hmm. want to know how much does the sport that you play now, football, mm -hmm. how much does that really change your life to, to make sure that you're, you're on course mm -hmm. with, with everything that you need to, let's say, for a lot of people, it helps them stay out of trouble. And mm -hmm. For a lot of people, it just keeps them as athletic <laughs> as they need to be. So how has football changed your life for the better? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like uh, we had spoken earlier, I'm, to be honest, I'm not really sure where I would be without football. Um, it's meant uh, a lot of different things to me at a lot of different points in my life. Um, when I was younger, I guess, uh, my mother, from my mother's ass perspective, it was to keep me out of trouble. Um, growing up in an area where a lot of guys aren't doing uh, a lot right now, or it would be really easy to slip into to a lot of bad situations. Um, that was a way for her to kind of control where I'd be for four hours with uh, the drive, the practice, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. um, on top of school, right? So, um, yeah. I'm not sure where you'd like to be really have yeah, me expand from that. No, but. absolutely. And that, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. So <laughs> when, when you when you look at what you're doing with that, Dexter, why did you choose football? Why wasn't mm -hmm. it any other sport? And, and even just educate us and myself, like, was there other sports you're doing at the same time? Mm -hmm. and, and at that time, was it just for fun? Or was it looked at as like, hey, I want to do football. I want to become uh, at a level in which I'm going to play professionally, mm -hmm. where I'm going to be able to get paid for this and be able to put food on the table. How, how did you view it as a kid, and, and why was it football compared to everything else? Okay, yeah. That's, um, honestly, with me getting cut as well, it's given me uh, some time and, uh, to look back in hindsight and, and figure out why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, when I was uh, younger, I always did want to play football. I think uh, I didn't always have my father around, but the time that he was around, I saw him as a football player. Yeah. And I guess psychoanalyzing myself, it was more so looking for the validation from my father that I was good enough for him to be around. And then even uh, seeing how much football means uh, in a culture as to, to my family. Everybody loves, loves the Eskimos, et cetera. 
Um, I wasn't always interested in school. It didn't really speak to me. It didn't really interest me. So yeah. football was, was somewhere that I really thrived and somewhere that really gave me that uh, sense of validation, I guess, right? Wow. So uh, growing up, I guess I started my, I was always big enough, but my mother uh, wouldn't let me play until I got to the age of uh, eight. I think I started at seven. It was a couple months before the season had started before um, I was going to be turning eight. Yeah. But uh, I played soccer actually up until then nice. uh, with some of my cousins and stuff like that, guys from the neighborhood, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but I uh, yeah, started at the age of seven and uh, really didn't look back, to be honest. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's opened so many doors for me, I can't even, can't even begin to explain. That's awesome, man. I love <laughs> yes. that. I love how that sport can do that for you. And really what it did for you was, correct me if I'm wrong, it, in a way it made you feel like you were closer to your father. Mm -hmm. or it, you found something that you could relate to with him. Yes, definitely. And that's... Uh, that's been one of the biggest things that I've, I've really realized and uh, looking back and trying to figure out why I was doing it, right? And um, for me, like you said, like it, it was a, 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 almost like a lifeline to my father. He was never around. Yeah. When, when I would see him, I'd be going and watching a game or something like that. I remember vividly holding like the first down sticks, like watching him play and stuff oh, like that. No getting hit by the people like on the field, I'm getting back. Like yeah. it, it's, uh, it, it definitely did mean that. But then I guess uh, creating my own identity in the sport, like I said, starting to get the validation of, of being one of the better players and then growing up on it, being one of the, the better players in the city. Um, even at the time, I didn't realize how, how much it was going to change my life and expand my network and expand uh, the opportunities that I do have even to this day. Yeah. Um, but it's something I'm definitely very thankful for. Wow, that's incredible. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Right? A lot of people will either choose to keep that behind closed doors or they'll, mm -hmm. they'll be open to sharing it. So mm -hmm. thank you for that. And that, that's relatable too, man. Like, I know for one with me in martial arts, I could easily just say out here, oh, you know, it's because I watch so many video games mm -hmm. and, you know, I got, to, <clears throat> I got to love wrestling around with my brother. And that, that's very true. But another mm -hmm. side of it was my mom, she did judo. You know, and my dad and my grandpa, they were boxing champions in, in India. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's just crazy to think how sometimes it's like a combination of the nature and the nurture mm -hmm. of like, you know what? It's like, wow, I was meant for this. But hey, you know what? <laughs> I also just, fuck, I love it. Yeah, you know? Entirely, entirely. And, and I want to know for you if you can mm -hmm. speak to it. Because mm -hmm. I, know, I know it's sometimes tough to kind of think back <clears> if you can really pinpoint it. Do you feel like you could remember the time or the age when you went, you know what, Dexter? You're doing this for yourself now. Mm -hmm. You're not doing this for any sort of validation mm -hmm. from the parents, or you're not doing this to to, to, to feel like you're included, uh, to, to, to feel closer mm -hmm. to family. You're doing this for yourself. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have that revelation? No, that's moment? that's a great question, man. Because even uh, that really didn't happen until I was cut. It did not happen until I was cut and um, was given the opportunity again. And that's why I've, I've said it to a lot of people that are close to me. Like getting cut was probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. It was such a a perspective shifting shock in my life. And it really forced so much, so much like introspective um, thought that I needed to take a second and, and really try to figure out what I was doing and why. And uh, one, of, one of my former coaches, like he has a, a great quote and he, it's funny to me, but he says, uh, people get lost in the sauce, essentially, you know what I mean, oh, yeah. right? Like um, I, was, uh, I was definitely doing it. I wouldn't say doing it for all the wrong things, but I wasn't doing it for all the things that were true to me. And, uh, now, when I, I did have the opportunity where teams did start to reach out and be like, hey, do you want to play again? And I said no on my terms because I was fully committed to bobsleigh and doing bobsleigh in the season. Um, and then uh, when it got to the end of the season, a, a contract was on the table. And I was like, you know what? Like, if I'm accepting this, it's because I want to do this. Mm -hmm. It's because I'm proving some, that I can compete on this level. Because even during my three-year uh, tenure in the CFL so far, I don't feel like, like I've had a, 
I've been able to show what I can actually do. Yeah. Uh, a lot of different situations have arisen. That's just the way the pro sport goes. goes. But uh, very thankful for a second opportunity. And uh, I'm definitely going back to prove it to myself more than anything now. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. That's, that's great. When you, when you were cut, did you know that you were going to fight that upward climb, that upward battle of getting back in there? Or did that kind of come afterwards? Because it was neat to have bobsledding kind of come into the picture. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if we could pick apart your, your strategic brain. Of mm-hmm. seeing, okay, what was the immediate afterthought? Mm-hmm. Was it, hey, you know what, I'm cut, and, and now I'm, I'm I'm no longer, you know, worthy? Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know that loser mentality? Yep. I get that bad, man. Mm-hmm. I, like, I'll be in that feeling for, for a week, mm-hmm. right? And I'll sulk in it. And then, okay, I'll, I'll fight it back up. Mm-hmm. I'll go, okay, get your ass up, let's go. Yep. You've got work to do, yeah, yep. right? And I'm wondering, like, what did that look like for you? Yeah, and I think what you, a point you raised right there is great, man. Like, I think uh, so many people try to suppress what they're feeling as well. Yeah. They try to drink it away or whatever it may be, yeah, right? Yeah. To, to whatever, um, Relationships, sports, exactly. whatever it is. Whatever it, and, wrong, it's, right? and it's, I don't think, I think people need to stop being so hard on themselves as well. Like those are natural processes of emotions. You know what I mean? You need to go through that. You can't run from your trigger. Your trigger is going to open up something with inside yourself. And then you need to figure out why am I feeling this way? How is it making me feel? Okay, now what is the strategic plan where I can move forward with this lesson? You know what yeah. I mean? And for me, it, it happened initially. And uh, initially, I was just so shocked. I was like, this is not happening. I just dedicated my not only my entire life, this entire season, uh, financially, uh, emotionally, physically, to showing up to this camp next week, essentially is what it was, right? right? Exactly, entirely. And then I get a phone call and they're like, oh yeah, sorry, we, we brought in so-and-so, we can pay him cheaper, et cetera, right? So there's a lot of anger, a lot of, a lot of rage, I guess, within the first like immediate, like, are you, why didn't you, why, 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 et cetera, totally, right? Yeah, but, it uh, out of nowhere. Exactly. Entirely blindsided, especially when you, you have exit meetings where they're, they're telling you and you're in the plans, right? But I understand it entirely. It wasn't anything personally. Like they weren't like, oh, we don't like to actually, yeah. it's pro sports, right? It comes, it comes down a, to, to money, too. ratio, et cetera, right? Damn. Which uh, is fine. I, I wouldn't have less, learned the lessons that I did learn without that experience, but um uh, sorry, we, we got off track there, but my no, no, no my thought process right after that, again, like I said, was, was rage, anger, frustration, but immediately I, I'm very thankful for the, the injuries that I have had in the past as well because yeah. my mind, it's almost like no, no different than muscles and muscle memory. My mind kind of went back to the, the thought like, okay, now what do we have to do to get what we want? Yeah. What do we have to do to get back to where we, we need to be, where we want to be? Yeah. And uh, immediately we just go to the gym. So I was cut and I went to the gym, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no better way to handle it than that. Yeah, right? I, that. Oh, I was cut, went to the gym, sat in the hot tub a little bit, stretched. And I just really thought to myself, okay, well, what, what now, right? Yeah. Uh, I was on the age, I had a, an agent at the time. We talked, uh, just trying to find different strategies and stuff like that, looking at teams. Because uh, the CFL is so much bigger than who's good enough, right? It's yeah. uh, finding the proper ratio if they have, because uh, there, there's a certain amount of Canadians that need to play, a certain amount of Americans that need to play. Oh, wow. So okay. if a team doesn't have Canadians at the position of which you're at, that's not a viable option for you, right? So we had to go through the teams, kind of see where uh, the options are possible, look at the teams that were interested in me during the draft process, et cetera. Kind you're of willing go to go that. anywhere. Oh, I just want an opportunity, yeah. right, at that point. So... Um, yeah, I just got in the training process. Um, then I started training some of the athletes around Edmonton, uh, more so just football focused on the field. Uh, it was a good way for me to stay connected to the sport and a good way to me kind of 
pass on the lessons and all the stuff I wish I had told to me, like, and said to me, yeah. uh, said to them at such an early age, right? Of course. But uh, we went from there, going along the timeline. Uh, it was maybe three or four days. And then uh, Bob State Canada actually called me. And um, they're like, we, we have been following you from a distance. We'd like to know if you're still interested because um, I had done a combine for them in university. Nice. Uh, there's a guy that's on the team who's been to... I believe it's two Olympics now. Yeah. And he, uh, we were in the same backfield, played the same position, and now he's actually still competing for them. And uh, he came to me one time, and he's like, hey, man, I'm bringing these recruiters by. I know your your goal is to go p- play professional football, yeah. but uh, just put your name in the hat and be yeah, a national athlete. Right? Exactly. Right? And yeah. I was like, me being a meathead at that time, I was like, man, I just want to go and blow up the testing. Like, let's, <laughs> let's just see. Let's see <laughs> let's how see I do score it. Again. Right? Exactly. Right. That's like so, competitive mindset, right? I'm like, let's let's see how it falls, right? So I went, I uh, tested fairly well, and then they've been recruiting me since, uh, trying to get me to to come out, come out, and I, I had let them know that football was the 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 path I wanted to take. So, wow. um, yeah, once I I really just tried to listen to my situation around me as well. What am I? What kind of feedback am I getting? Right. So if this team had been reaching out to me for this long, they're not just trying to fill a fill a roster spot or whatever, right? Yeah. They they have a, a viable interest in me and they do want to see what I can do in the sport. So I went down, I guess it would have been like two weekends later or something like that. They had a, a camp. Um, I really enjoyed the camp, did did well again, and it showed enough um, potential, I guess, to, to interest them some more. And then I just started uh, changing my training towards there. Um, before I guess, sorry, uh, not to skip too far. Before I got into the bobsleigh, though, I had gone um, when I was training the, the athletes around Edmonton. I went to um, Elite Athletes Training Systems. Yeah, yeah. I've heard Spruce good Grove. things about that place. Yes, great place, great place. Brad Damon's doing all the right things out there for sure. And awesome. um, it's actually kind of crazy how I actually even ended up get connecting with him. I uh, my minor football team had reached out to me to come and speak at their banquet. Yeah. So I went, shared my experience uh, of playing in the CFL, sharing what I wanted to do in the future, and cool. getting back to the CFL. And then uh, one of Brad's good friends actually had come to me after the banquet. He's like, hey, man, like if you're if you're looking for a strength coach, I, I know just the place. Wow. And in my mind, I was thinking, okay, yeah, sure, let's go check it out, right? And then I had gone into the gym in uh, intentions of partnering with Brad. I would handle the on-field stuff. He would handle the weight room stuff. Yeah, wow. But as I'm leaving, he's like, hey, like I heard you actually want to play football again. Like I'll train you, man. And I was like, you know, what, what do I have to lose? Let's, let's do this, right? Yeah. And then looking more and more into him and then having the experience like it's that was probably the monumental moment that that really helped me right yeah because it's it's one thing for anybody to just go to the gym and lift weights and stuff like that but to, to have somebody there and for me i guess i'm used to having feedback immediate feedback and and um one thing that is integral in improving and in getting better and reaching your higher self is immediate feedback yeah right so to have somebody there watching um what i was doing my movements etc and an expert in his field yeah. right because I, I know enough but i don't know enough yeah you know what i mean right so giving handing over the keys to, to an expert and, and really trusting and you'll know if they're an expert or oh, not. that's 100%. the best part it took me 15 minutes of that like just the vetting process of that, certain questions i would ask him etc and then he would have a, some long-winded response i'm like holy jeez wow. <laughs> i'm in i'm in good hands You're like but... i believe you take care of me please <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> life is in your head let's right? do this man yeah Damn. so uh yeah so no we we were training towards football bobs they called i went down the camps um and then i came back i was like man i, I want to give this bobs thing a, a go right at this point it's been six weeks into the season six or eight weeks into the cfl season i don't want to just sit around and and um not see what this has to offer maybe this is the path for me is, yeah. is my thinking in that at that time right wow. and maybe 
everything I'd gone through in football was preparing me for this moment to be an Olympian is, is what my thought process was, right? Yeah, the shift. Exactly, right? It's no longer going, at that time in your life, you weren't mm. thinking, oh, okay, I got, I, got, I got to direct it back to football. It was mm. more so of, uh, let's, let's pass on that torch now to a different sport and apply my skill sets in something that will take me to a higher level. Exactly. I was at before in a different sport. Exactly. And that was even one of the, I don't want to say issues, but one of the quarrels I kind of had with football, I never uh, was even had the opportunity that just the organizations weren't there for Team Canada football to, to go and represent the, the country, right? Yeah. So just the fact of representing the Maple Leaf and representing the, this country that uh, we get to call home was, was something that really meant a lot to me. So, That's awesome. Um, yeah. And uh, I can't be more thankful for how it all went down, man. Yeah. Like it's, it's been a great ride so far. Yeah. Here's the craziest part. And then you, you gave me so much depth there. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> Sorry if I gave you too no, much. No, no, no. Awesome. I'm glad you did because my, my brain's going a million miles an hour because what you just said, Dexter, applies to a lot of people's situations out there where they almost feel like once they are injured in a particular sport and it's so severe, mm-hmm. they have a bad taste in their mouth of that sport sometimes. Mm-hmm. They, will, yep. they will, to the point, man, they don't even want to watch that sport that they love playing anymore. They mm-hmm. don't even want to play it. They don't want yep. to touch the fucking ball. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, entirely. It's crazy, man, the mm-hmm. amount of pulls that it gets. However, I want you to know how impactful it was just for you saying that and just for you doing what you did where you looked at a situation where, and whether you thought overthought this as much as I am, you got the chance to speak to an audience mm-hmm. about being in the CFL, as you were saying, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got to talk to all these people. And just that alone was awesome that you did that. Right, because not many people are going to do that. Mm-hmm. Not many people can just go up to a room of that many people, talk about their experience that no longer is their experience <laughs> yeah. anymore. You know what yeah, I mean? Entirely. Like that's hard. Mm-hmm. That's not easy, man. Yeah. And then at the same time, look how fate was in your hands when mm-hmm. the owner at Eats was there, pulled you aside, and <laughs> yeah. said, "Hey, listen, great story. I still believe you have potential. I want, I want to train you." Mm-hmm. And then you go in there, and now again, your mindset's okay. Sweet. This guy, you know, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not done with football, but he's got a great facility. Now I can mm. take the coaching perspective. And, and mm. you're thinking, again, far away from something that was once your dream, but now you're going to apply it differently. Yes. So it's still something you're you're fueling off of. Mm-hmm. And then, funny enough, you, you, you realize you need people like him in your life mm-hmm. where they're going to go, hey, great idea, man, but, but let's get you back on that high horse and let, let's, yeah. let, let's get you trained. Mm-hmm. And I bet you, again, man, we, we mix in with a lot of knowledge, Dexter, and a lot of things that this guy said that... that you won his trust over mm-hmm. that had a huge reasoning behind how you came back mm-hmm. to football at the end of the day how you, how you got into bobsledding entirely which your athletic ability was able to be fueled off of that mm-hmm. as opposed to thinking for a second oh you know what i'm just gonna take the backseat i'm gonna coach the next generation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah i know that's, that's a, it's a great way to break it down and it's you really don't realize you're, you're one decision away i could have that that opportunity was there right to, to speak at the banquet and even leading up to it i'm like oh like this wound is so fresh. Do I really want to go talk about this, right? Because wow. I was that person that I couldn't watch football anymore. I couldn't. I couldn't look at the magazine. I couldn't look. I wanted no part. I had gone to the point where I unfollowed all like the NFL, CFL, all, yeah. all that because it wasn't. It wasn't a, a, a feeling of solace when I when I saw it anymore. You know what I mean? I would look at it and I felt pain. Yeah, man. Right? Like it was just a reminder. And that's that, your, that's that, like that's your a, true love. That's exactly. your one true love. Exactly. Right? Because throughout my life, from the age of seven until now, like. That has been the one consistent thing from switching from school to school, from not having um, my father around, from my, my grandmother, like so many different things. That was the one thing 
the one thing that was just there the entire time, left, right? Exactly. But then the game repaid me in such a way and, and you know, stepping up to the plate and saying, you know what, I am hurting. This does suck. But you know what? The growth that is going to come from me stepping on this and, and sharing this with everybody else was it, it returned the, the favor, right? Like I got the opportunity with Eats. I got the opportunity uh, with the Bobs, et cetera, et cetera. It was a, it was a domino effect, essentially, it's right? crazy. The yeah. life lesson there, honestly, truthfully, mm-hmm. it's like it's right there in our face. Is yeah. There's no shame in, in speaking about what you went through in your journey. There's mm-hmm. no shame at all. No mm-hmm. matter how many times you feel like you're repeating yourself, mm-hmm. there's going to be that one new listener, that one new person in the room and sharing it. It's very mm-hmm. impactful, man. Mm-hmm. I like how you did that. Appreciate that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot here with uh, a little bit of a parallel I see. Okay. You have the sport you love. Mm-hmm. And what we just, we both admitted to it. You know, mm-hmm. you get a huge injury. Something happens. You don't want to see it. You don't want to look at it. You yep. don't want to be a part of it. Same way with relationships, mm-hmm. right? That, that that person that you once fell in love with or that person that you were with, you know, it's so quick and easy the moment you break up with them to go, ah, delete, block, Instagram, mm-hmm. shun them from my life, <laughs> right? Like everyone yeah, does it. Yeah, yeah. And I want to ask you from your perspective, really, mm-hmm. no right or wrong answer, but from where your beliefs stand from, mm-hmm. why do we do that? Why do we as human beings, the moment something that we love so much, we feel mm-hmm. we're incapable of doing it? Yeah. Or it's just no longer in our life anymore because yeah, a breakup happened? That's a great question, man. And, it, you know, obviously things like social media like makes it a lot harder nowadays, right? And I don't think there is any right answer to this. I think there's only different methods that work for different people, right? And for me, what did work was was removing the people from my social media, right? Because I know I knew within myself, I know myself well enough that, hey, you know what? I'm going to start missing them. I'm going to go look at this photo. I'm going to look at this photo. It's going to bring back all these different feelings. Except I'm not deleting them because I want nothing to do with them. I'm deleting them because I know myself well enough that unless I do it, I can't let go. Right? Yeah. And that's, that is what I have done in, in the past with uh, certain relationships that are no longer going on, obviously, right now. But totally. um, uh, looking back on them now, it also gave me the space to be very introspective and see where I went wrong in the relationship. It gave me the space to, to figure out why it didn't work figure out why I was with them, why I shouldn't have been with them, et cetera. You know, like it's, yeah. it's, uh, for me, it works. You know, I'm not going to sit here and preach and say like that. That is the best way, right? Yeah. Because I have seen the other side of it where it is very hurtful to the other individual, yeah. right? Maybe you're just kicking, they, the way they view it is you're just kicking them to the side. They yeah. mean nothing to you. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And that was not how my, they perceive. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. And, um, I'm thankful for going through those things as well, though, because it, it's made me a better partner now and today in the, the relationship that I am in. So awesome. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's awesome. And that, that's the thing, right, is that along the way, we, we, we just build off of the mistakes we made and we ensure we, we don't repeat our mistakes. Mm-hmm. I'm working on that. I'm, a, I'm big at repeating the same damn mistake, mm-hmm. man. And, and that's something I, I'm working on, mm-hmm. right, because I feel like I'll personally focus on so many other things. Well, there's that one thing that I'm not giving enough attention. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. Same thing with athleticism compared to relationships. I love comparing both, mm-hmm. right? Do you feel like when, when you're training as an athlete, going back to that, how much are you focusing in on your weaknesses compared to your strengths? Mm-hmm. And, and, and how much do you really think about that? Like when, you, when you're thinking about the position that you're playing in and you can yep. speak on that behalf, are there certain things that you need to do off the field mm-hmm. where you're like, oh man, I keep keep making that same mistake and mm-hmm. I keep doing it but I know I gotta drill this specific situation mm-hmm. to ensure it doesn't happen again Yeah, uh, and kind of just guide us through what that mindset looks like preparation wise mm-hmm. for you when you make those mistakes and now you don't want to go back there and make the same one mm-hmm. yeah and that's another great question because again the, the 
the game is won and lost so far away from the field, right? Like it's, it, it is in the preparation of, of everything that you do, whether it's mentally, physically, or having your head in the playbook, right? So for me, if we want to just break it down to being a, a free safety or a, a gunner on special teams or a cover player or a blocker on special teams, it's uh, a lot of it is physical, yes. So certain techniques you need to use, um, understanding the right time to use a, a certain technique, understanding when not to do something. Um, for me, uh, making this personalized was um, when I came into the league, I had only played the position for one year. Mm-hmm. I'd been a running back the entire time of my uh, university career. Then I had gone out to the Okanagan, played one year at defensive back there. Oh, wow. uh, so I only had a handful of games playing this this game at uh, uh, this position. And really, when I was younger, I was told to just go back there and be an athlete. Just do what you do, right? Yeah. But that doesn't fly in the, like, in the professional ranks. Everyone's just as fast, just as big. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was more so just understanding the game, understanding scenarios, understanding way what i should be looking at where i should be looking right because it's everything happens so fast so fast right it's it's the point where you you are reacting you're not thinking you can't think Mm -hmm. you think it's over right (laughs) as you would know in your sports as well right you start you start thinking and you're sitting there such a kick out of it and boom you're on board see it happened to me this past freaking weekend man (laughs) i'm like damn i'm thinking way too damn hard and it's making me freeze you know exactly right and they they call it uh, paralysis by analysis is, is what it is right but uh, yeah, for me personally, it's just making sure that I understand what's what is the goal, what am I trying to do, and why why am I doing it? Right? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's really interesting. And when you when you're bringing that onto the field, mm-hmm. how much of that chemistry are you building with your team? Right. Mm-hmm. Because this question I love. I I grew up, man. I said it. Now as I'm getting older, I'm saying I'm in a team sport, especially mm-hmm. with jujitsu. Mm-hmm. However, with MMA, with Muay Thai, with boxing, with Really, even jujitsu as well. You're going in there yourself. You're not passing that ball to anybody. Yeah, doesn't mean I'm trying to be like, "Oh, look at us compared to you guys." But at the same time, with you guys, man, that chemistry has to be so on point. Mm -hmm. Just from again that bird's eye view. Yeah. And I want to know, like, what are some of the most like impactful team bonding moments you've had in your life Mm -hmm. in football that just made you respect that team atmosphere so much? Mm -hmm. You know, like that. Just that brothers keep mentality where it's mm-hmm. like you got you got all of your ride or die brothers that you go out on the field with and mm-hmm. and you don't win unless they win. Mm-hmm. And and I wanna know if you could share, whether it's now or, or a moment in your life where you're like, damn, like that team I was on, we we were winning so well because we also were yeah. like Mm-hmm. this yeah definitely you know? and there's i would say there's three teams that i've been on that are that were, i can like vividly remember and that uh the one that sticks out to me the most is uh the 2014 team i was on in the, the okanagan sun that uh the the amount of athletes we had on that team but the amount of athletes great athletes that had the mindset and the focus to work towards one goal i've been on a lot of great teams with, with great athletes as well but no one there was like you said my, my brother's keeper like it they was never to that same level Aside from uh, like a high school team or a youth team I played on. Yeah. But uh, I guess one moment, like even with that team, we went through a lot of hardship and we had lost one of our, our teammates. He had uh, taken his life. Oh, and no. um, like Shit. It, it was a, a tough situation, obviously, to go through. But to see how everyone, everyone cohesively just came together. You know what I mean? We sat all together just in a room and didn't say anything. You know what I mean? And it really, for me personally, it made me sit there and be like, these guys really do mean a lot to me. You know what I mean? This isn't just a team that I've been on for a couple couple months or whatever. I didn't just meet yeah. these guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, I was there and I, I could just, I felt so connected to every one of them. And it was, it's, it's a, I don't want to say it's a shame, but it, it is 
tough that a tragedy brought us that close, right? Yeah. But I think that is the most beautiful thing that could have came out of that situation. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's like, there was no, you know, rest in peace your teammate, mm -hmm. but there was no, I don't want to use the word better, but there was just no way it could have been possible other than that moment mm -hmm. to have all of you see the true meaning of life. Yes. For all of you to grasp how short life is, mm -hmm. right? And to, to, to have that happen to, to a mutual person of interest who's a friend, a teammate, mm -hmm. that's heavy, man. It is. Like to, fuck, to, to really uh, be on the same page with you on that one. I grew up, and at the time, I looked at this guy like my dad, bro. I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. Like when I was at the gym three hours a day, and I ended up becoming somebody who was an assistant instructor. Mm -hmm. This person, man, was my mentor, and you know, he he ended up. Long story short, he had to bounce the city, and I'm 12 years old, and I'm like, why is he leaving? Mm -hmm. And I felt very, man, I felt very like left behind, mm -hmm. out of the dark, Abandoned. wasn't told, right? Mm -hmm. Like. That feeling, man, like just like a father, just like anybody, they yeah. get up, they bounce, they don't even give you a reason, yeah. And you're all, and you're young, maybe you're you're thinking, you're naive to it, mm -hmm. like ah, oh, you come back, yeah, yeah, right. But then you, man, year two goes by. Mm -hmm. So who replaced him? A saint, man, a mm -hmm. saint. I could not have gotten luckier. Mm -hmm. And Dexter, this guy took a gym to his name, new from a city, from a small town, with a four-year-old daughter, divorced. He took honus of that gym that was, at this point, like, metaphorically rotting. Mm -hmm. Like, people were going to him like, where did, where did he go? Mm -hmm. He took our money. Where, where did, like, yeah. what's going on? Like the house they, is burning. Yeah, yeah, like, they said that kind of shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the, to, to not get so much in detail, out of mm -hmm. respect, but, like, this guy bounces, doesn't really tell anybody, and this mm -hmm. new guy, man, Jason Ibor, God bless his soul, man. Mm-hmm. I looked at this guy like a huge role model because he took everything in that martial arts studio and he rebuilt it. Mm -hmm. He says, I felt like this was my duty two years from now because he kind of came onboarded as like the new instructor. Mm -hmm. Did not expect the guy to leave like that. Mm -hmm. Came back, man. Took care of everybody. Really, honestly, it's one thing to talk about discipline, but it's mm -hmm. another thing to back it up. 100%. That was the difference, man, between these two role models in my life. Mm -hmm. He backed it up, man. He mm -hmm. had a he had a samurai tattooed on the back of his back mm -hmm. and and outlining the the values of Bushido. Mm -hmm. That's how like like Committed. in mind and focus this yes. man was. Yeah. And you know what, man? This guy lost his life to cancer. Oh, that's tough. You know? Yeah. And he lost it years later when we lost out of touch. But when I heard that, bro, it shook me, man. Mm -hmm. This was a guy who followed my brother home. When my brother got the shit kicked out of him for no reason mm -hmm. inside the dojo by somebody who was just completely out of his mind at the time, mm -hmm. who, was, who was mistreating him. And my brother was 15 at the time, dude, training MMA yeah, and was like hurting him. Yeah. My brother's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Got up, left. Like, I'm so glad my brother did that to this day, bro. Mm -hmm. Got up and left. You know what Jace Set up did, for himself, man? 100%. Jace went up and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna follow him to make sure he's okay. This kid's 15. Mm -hmm. He like he just felt like he got really beat, which he should not have gotten that mm -hmm. beat up. For. This other guy was mad for doing that. Mm -hmm. Followed him, 
explained, like, came to the house and said, listen, I just want to explain what, what happened to your son. We're, we're on, like, behalf of the gym. I'm so sorry that this happened to him. Mm-hmm. Like, have him take all the time he needs. I understand if he doesn't want to, like, speak to our gym anymore and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, came out of his way, man, to talk to a mm-hmm. mom and dad sure. sitting on the couch with, with my yeah. brother just, like, distraught. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That, like, that's, like, man, people like that. And then when you see him go. And even just anybody close to you in your life, when they go away like that, man, 100%. Mm-hmm. That made me value anybody in my life so much more. I agree with you. It just gives you a whole new perspective, right? Yeah, and it man. just shows you how fragile life is, right? Absolutely. It's, it's uh, yeah. It's crazy. Hey? It is. Well, you know what? On a, on a more positive note, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to, to yeah. spin it around, let me, let me dive into what you do. Mm-hmm off the field unrelated to football mm-hmm. that keeps you sane and in a way Dexter it, it applies to the, your sport mm-hmm. like what are some things that, that make you who you are outside of football that keeps a, a level headed balance yeah no, it's, a, it's a very good question and, and obviously like uh, this is something that I still am, am working at right um, for me and even like uh, just I guess the, the mentality of what my family is up, our upbringing has been is you work you work you work you work right and um, work means different things to different people, but now taking the time to really figure myself out and and really figure out what I enjoy doing, right? Um, I, I attested to uh, I did I studied psychology while I was in school at uh, the time that I sp- did spend there, so it is an interest of mine. So um, even just sitting there and, and just really di- psychoanalyzing what decisions I am making, right? My upbringing, figuring it out for myself, right? Um, one thing like I, I like how you you talked about having a mentor there, right? It's like uh, I do believe that is something that is essential in everybody's life, right? Yeah. And, it, and it needs to be somebody that is, that is experienced and someone that is where you want to be, right? So in the search for um, the right mentor and the mentor that I want in my life, um, again, so thankful to Brad Damon and, and like we've been talking earlier to Raj. Like I, yeah. those are two great guys along with uh, Maddox that is there as well. Like those are those are guys that uh, have been essential in me figuring out more about myself and and me getting the opportunities and about to take the advantage of the opportunities that I have. Yeah. But uh, it's been going to books. It it really is uh, just doing different research on different authors and, and different people and, and trying to just see what I can take from them. And apply it to my own life, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then wow. in search of, of figuring myself out, it's giving me so much more understanding of myself. And with understanding comes confidence, with understanding comes patience, with, it comes all these different things. There's so many uh, situations that I come across now, I would have been so reactive before, right? Like yeah. I would have. And it, that's exactly what happened to me in university. I was, I was so reactive. I was so ready to just go over the edge. And it's, it's uh, you talk about balance. And we talked about earlier as well, being like having that primal freedom in your sports, right? Like that's, I didn't leave it on the field though, right? It's like I, I would go back to my house and I would just freak out, get angry for no reason, yeah. right? Like it's, it, it didn't call for so it at all, right? Yeah. But it was so many, again, we talked about it earlier in, on this uh, this video here, like the, the different emotions that I was suppressing, the different emotions I was telling myself, hey, you don't, you shouldn't be feeling this way. That means you're soft. Why yeah. are you feeling that way? You stop it. So you know what I mean? Like all yeah. these different things that was like- That's not the man in you, right? Yeah, like exactly though, right? And like it was, it was manifesting in so many other ways, right? Like it's, it would it turned into anger it turned into frustration it turned yeah. into irritability it turned into so many different things but i didn't have anyone there to, to guide me through it I, I needed to figure it out for myself right and so i think that's really what it is man is mm-hmm. like the first thing is is if you don't have anyone unfortunately in your life right now and this is for anybody mm-hmm. you have to now look at 
finding it within yourself to be honest with yourself. Hundred percent. Right? Because the way I look at it metaphorically, man, I love metaphors. Right? <laughs> so, like, I love I'm with you. That's I'm the way I learned, you. man. Yeah, it's like you know, you, you keep the, the metaphor, you keep bottling it up, mm-hmm. right? So the more and more you choose to ignore your subconscious telling you how you feel and you're like, no, nah, no, nah, that's not me, that's not me. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not gonna let my mind go there. Yeah. You're bottling all that negative shit in the bottle. You just, mm-hmm. you, you're letting it be. You're not yeah. drinking it. You're not, you're not bothering to suppress it out there. You're just bottling it in. And eventually mm-hmm. what happens to a bottle that's too full? Mm-hmm. It's gonna pop. Exactly. Right? Exactly. The moment it pops, it, what happens? It comes all at once. Yeah. It's like that Coke bottle. You just kept, kept shaking. Shaking. And then, and then Buddy yeah. ends up opening yeah. it up, right? Yeah. Buddy, he, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. But it's just like someone going to you. They, 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 say, the, they say the one thing. Smallest thing. Yeah. 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 Right? They say the one thing. They say yeah. or do the one thing. <laughs> or, or you know what, bro? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's you. It's, it's wintertime in Edmonton. It's minus fucking 40. Yeah. Maybe you slip on the ice and that's the bottle popping exactly. right there. Maybe it's that one bad thing that happens. And then mm-hmm. all hell breaks loose, mm-hmm. and that's why now, man. Oh, when you witness someone like that, why fight fire with fire? You can't. You know what I mean? No need. Or even yeah. with your own self. When, yeah. you, when you can recognize that that's happening, mm-hmm. that's a lot of built-up shit yep. that you've suppressed for so long mm-hmm. that is now just coming out of your fucking ass. It's coming, <laughs> or, or it's just coming out of your mouth. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, entirely. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, and I know. I like the way you put it there, right? Like, and I. I think there's so many people that are, that are going around today and they don't even realize they're doing it though. They don't realize that the way they feel about themselves, the, what they're suppressing within themselves is spewing on to everybody around them, right? It is our responsibility to, to hold ourselves accountable for not only what we're saying, what we're thinking and what we're doing. You know what I mean? And for me, um, being able to take a step back and, and really look at it and um, I'm able to see it in so many other people now. You know, like I and I can only see it because I've been there and I, I feel it. You know what I mean? And it's uh, yeah, like I, I think you couldn't have put it any better there. Like you, you just need to, to really realize what you're saying, what of you're course. doing. Yeah. And I, I feel like when we're realizing this, I mm-hmm. want to ask you, right? Because now it begs me to ask and it begs our, our audience who are listening to wonder, OK, well, then how, how do you again, we use the word react instead of mm-hmm. we'll use the word respond. Mm-hmm. So how would you respond to someone like that? Mm-hmm. What if it's someone like someone you're in a relationship with yeah. or maybe it's someone that's your teammate yeah. maybe it's your sibling yeah right one of your eight siblings that you have yeah, yeah. Or, or or your parents like how are we going to respond to this yeah so no that's that's a great question as well and, and again like there's different things that work for different people what works for me is honestly not attaching any emo- uh, emotion to it uh one big thing that i'm really focusing on right now is not casting any judgment on anything that happens around me or any emotion i may feel right so say you say something to me right now and it's Dexter, you stink, or something like that, right? Yeah. I could sit and be like, oh, whoa, like, he just told me I stink, I could get offended by this. Or, yeah, or yeah. it could be like, I take myself out of it, remove the emotion, I'm like, he says I stink. Oh, you know what, I, I do kind of stink. You know, like, maybe, you know what I mean? Like, okay, but that's like, a fair interpretation. <laughs> but like, and that's a, a very small magnitude of something. Like, say yeah. someone freaks out to you, they get very mad at you, or, or whatever it may be, or they snap, right? And, uh, this is something that, I, like, especially like in football, like I see it in certain coaches and stuff like that, right? Like uh-huh. they'll snap on you, and it's like, "Holy Jesus, what I did was that wrong?" Or and you know what I mean? But yeah. you have to take yourself out of the situation, not look at the actual situation. Just be like, "Hey, he's saying this is what he means to say. This is what he's trying to say." Okay, maybe I'll just listen a little bit more, right? Yeah. And then you can hear it in the words, the way they start to, to word certain things, the way they. They start to go, may go on a tangent or whatever, right? It's like, okay, you know what? This isn't even about me. Yeah. And that is the main thing. I'm starting to realize, like, 
so many different people around here like they get getting frustrated whatever it may be it, you're starting exactly you're just in uh, you're just on the railroad while this right this train is coming through you know Very what i mean true. right and that that is what's helping me get through it now right and it's it's just as much as we all want to be the superstar of our own show as much as we want to all think that we influence so much around us a lot of the time the way other people carry themselves has nothing to do with us at all yeah. right and we want to and a lot of us are just looking for guidance is what it comes down to right Absolutely. we're looking for someone to believe in us we're looking for someone to tell us that we're awesome we're cool or whatever rather than like like we already talked about with football validating me yeah, right yeah we're not looking we're not looking within ourselves we're not looking within ourselves say hey can i sleep tonight with everything i've said to everybody with every, with the way i've carried myself with yeah. the way i've handled all the different situations yeah. you know what i mean if you can then then great if not then maybe you should look at what, what you're doing how you're carrying yourself yeah. reassess it you know what i mean it's like there's a certain sense of validity you need in order to feel comfortable with what's coming out of your mouth mm -hmm. with what with what you're saying mm -hmm. to to a given audience out there mm -hmm. right and then i i feel you on that one i i honestly dexter whether it's two or three people who that's it if it's just two or three people even right now mm -hmm. who say hey I listened to this full episode with Dexter and hey man I get it I you know I train soccer and, and you, you Dexter and football and then you and martial arts jiu-jitsu like we all relate mm -hmm. and I think for me man it's all about creating some commonalities exactly. right is like we all have so much more in common mm -hmm. than one would think without anybody automatically assuming what one makes yep what one uh, wears, mm -hmm. how one speaks, and realistically, what one's religion is. Hundred percent. You know, like we're all human beings, man. Mm -hmm. Right, and, and no matter what, that's that's how I look at it too, man. Mm -hmm. Is like just finding a way to, and I like how you said it because you just talked about like you just might be someone's, you know, like that just might be how someone feels right now mm -hmm. in the moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe prior to they got a call and it really made them upset. <laughs> It just changed the whole day. And, it's and now though. you're the talk. It's the truth, right? though, right? It's crazy. It is. And even, like, there's so many things that, like, race to my mind as you're saying this, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and for myself personally, like, um, I really believe energy is our, our best currency, right? Whether it's negative, positive, whatever it is, you, you have the, the decision to what you let in and what you let out, you know? So um, how, how you're even talking about how we're all interconnected, you couldn't be more right. Where where we all have this, I, I like to break it down like it's a system, right? We all have a certain system of which we exist in, and we like to, to carry ourselves along with all these different variables. We're getting certain stimulus, et cetera, et cetera. But it's it's from my upbringing to your upbringing to a person that is grown up in Southern Alberta, it's no different. It's yeah. just a different system. Yeah. That's it. But if what I talked about just now, like not casting any judgment on anything, mm -hmm. right? By not casting judgment on anything. I'm able to learn and my eyes are open to so much more yeah. because the moment I cast judgment on something, I can only look at it through my own scope, my own perspective, yeah. you know? So the moment that sure. I take a step back, I just hear it for what it is. I'm like, holy geez, that's no different than when I grew up and we were eating. Oh no, that's no different than yeah. when I, we grew up and I had to wear, you know, so what? it's no relate. different, no relate. different, man. Right. And it's, it's a shame that there's so many closed minded people out here where they, they don't want to, they're so afraid that yeah. the fear is what is driving them. Yeah. Not not curiosity, not these other th all these other things where they could learn so much more about themselves. Yeah. Fear, and I, I dare I say ignorance, right? Yeah. Like that 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 is un it really is unfortunate. Yeah. How, how can someone better tap into who they really are then? Like, what if what if someone's listening to this and like, well, mm -hmm. hey man, I'm, I'm trying. I'm mm -hmm. like I, I'm doing all these different things. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe they're the guy who, 
You ask them how long they've been in a job for and they've been bouncing job to job to job once a year. And I get it, like the world we live in now. Yeah. So you're going to have over 30 jobs oh, been there, when man. you're a yeah. millennial, right? Yeah. But like, when someone can look at you, and I'm thinking of that guy, right? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking yeah. of the yeah. guy who's like, oh, I'm so envious of you, Dexter, man. Like, you started with football and you know you went along your way and now you ended with football and you mm -hmm. love it and you keep talking about it, but like, I'm lost, man. Like, mm -hmm. and you're telling me, uh, I, I don't know who I am. Well, how do I find myself? Like, mm -hmm. what, what do you say to that guy? Yeah, you know, that's that's another great question, man. I think it's, a, it's another thing that different methods for different people, right? Yeah. Different but, strokes for different folks. Yeah, I, I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I'll always go like it's rated hard. <laughs> I um, had to. Yeah, I, think, I was thinking, I can't lie. But, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, no, like I think the, the first thing is just getting real with yourself. Yeah. Get uncomfortably real with yourself about the good and the bad, right? Yeah. You talked about, even for me as a football, like we can break it down. The same strategies that anybody uses as a high performer, right? You can talk about the CEO, you can talk about, you can talk about the janitor that's the best janitor in the city, right? It's all the same methods, Absolutely. you know what I mean? So if, and, for, and, and another thing along it is where's, where's your intentions? What are your priorities? Yeah. If you don't put a serious priority on figuring out who you are and increasing your self-awareness, then it's, it's not gonna happen, right? Wow, that man. that goes maybe you don't go and get drunk three times a week maybe you don't get yeah. high three times a week, five times that. exactly yeah. what what am i gaining from this every situation you go into there's a positive and negative effect right on everything right wow. now you need that you need to look within yourself is this feeding who i want to be Absolutely. is this feeding what i want to do or is this taking me farther away from that right yeah. we talked about it, like the suppressing all the different things and again like um it could be liquor it could be whatever else right but for me personally, I needed to cut all of that stuff out. I needed to take it all out of my life to really figure out myself. Because the moment I started in, in introducing that stuff into my life, I started doing things that wasn't conducive to me or who I want to be. And I'd wake up and I have such like guilt or whatever. Like, yeah. and whether it's not even anything excessive, but some like, you know, why did I chirp him like that? Why? Yeah. Why did I say that? Yeah, I don't even feel that. Start like, recollecting like, the night. Exactly like, right. Know, Just you... the guilt I felt within myself. So I, I, I listened to the guilt though. Like, what am I, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way, yeah. right? And it just- That's your true self. Exactly, right? I started to listen to that, right? Yeah. And then once I started to, to live in such alignment with my, tr my true self, quote unquote, right? It's everything else just started to fall into place, right? Yeah. And we even talked about earlier, right? Like I, I'm at a point right now where I don't really care to, to receive any validation for what I'm wearing, for what I'm driving, for what I'm listening to, yeah. to for what, whatever, for what I post. I don't really yeah. care anymore. Exactly. I don't. I, what, what I care about is how, when I put this out there, how do I feel about it? Yeah. And, and for me, one of my main goals and one of my, my real purposes, I guess, with my life is, is to influence people positively. Right. And it's not really a, a real tangible thing where I can sit here and be like, oh, I've reached the mountain, which makes it so beautiful. I'm never, I'm never done. Exactly. You can never stop. You know what I mean? Because that, that's what fills me, I guess. Right. And that's, that's awesome. I took us on a little roller coaster. No, I love it, man. Yeah, I'm fueled up right now. I'm juiced up. <laughs> it's almost 11 o'clock and I'm like, let's stay up all night and talk about this shit, man. This is awesome. Yes. Dexter for president after no, the football. No, no. <laughs> no, that's some real stuff, man, honestly. And when you put it like that, really, I have uh, themes to my life. You know, I always, I always say, this past three months or these next three months, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll put a quote around it. I've yep. always done that in a way, uh, in it, whether it's written or whether it's just in my head. Yep. And lately, the thing that's been screaming in my head and it has everything related to what you're talking about, whether you're getting positive 
things said at you or negative things thrown at you. No matter what, at the end of the day, your vibe attracts your tribe. I like that. Right? And I saw this man, me and Guggen, we were over in Philippines. And we walk into this little diner, this little tiny little place where you get six dollar pizza because man we, we were budgeting during the day right mm-hmm. so we could we could have fun at the night and then have a good time and be able to do everything we can you know yeah so we go in and i walk in around the corner and boom right there just just right on the back you know and i, I know you appreciate this because you like mm-hmm. art like that one that we were just appreciating right over there yes is it just says with with flowers on it and like showcasing like different landscapes and and, and certain cultural applications around philippines mm-hmm. and then right on the top just simply right there in front of me it said your vibe attracts your tribe mm-hmm. and i go to Guggen and i'm like this is it <laughs> yeah. i'm like yeah. i'm like i like this and she's always just like come on man yeah, yeah. Just- my girl's the same way okay <laughs> and yeah. i'm the cheese ball and i'm like just damn <laughs> right? but i like it because yeah. for me man it's it's not just about oh let's put this picture this on instagram like mm. i i Spoke I vibe you. with that, man. I feel Spoke with you. that, yeah, you know? entirely. Because just like we're doing here, man, mm-hmm. ever, ever since we've been able to, like, start bringing people like yourself on board and just having impactful conversations, whether it's for, for of course, like, general population who's listening to this or not, this is just fueling my vibe, man. Mm-hmm. Like, this is... This is this is my vibe that's getting fueled, and it's, it's a certain tribe who's who's coming on board. Someone like yourself who's like, yeah, sure, man, I'd love to be on because mm-hmm. you're not afraid to say these things. Mm-hmm. I know for one, Dexter, I can have a friend of mine from junior high. I can have a friend of mine from college. I can have somebody that I pick out on the street, anybody, and I go, hey, do you want to be on a podcast? And, and do you want to talk about life? I bet you when I say you want to be on a podcast. What's their immediate reaction? Yeah! <laughs> yeah, know? of course. So let's do it! Yeah, it sounds But great. then it's like, okay, let's talk about life. Let's talk about real shit. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? man. It's, it's funny to me just because even like in the that little situation that you just brought us through, that's, and that's where I find myself so much now in day-to-day life though, right? Like, I don't do the surface level anymore. I can't. I can't. It doesn't speak to me. It the doesn't feel right. I can't do it. Right? right? And I understand it's necessary at certain times, Ooh, right? Man. But even within among small talk, you can still say something of substance. You know Ooh. what I mean, right? Like, and it, it just drives me. Like, that whole little process, like, you say something, you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I know I you're like this, too, because with the three <laughs> moments we've had before this, really, mm-hmm. and every single one, man, I remember, and I, I honor that. Because every single time I met you, I'm like, man, there's something about this guy. Right? Like, you're, you're good like that. And I appreciate that. I think that. that's something for everyone to learn, man, is, is I want to do more of that, too. I, mm-hmm. I, I know I'm bad like that. I used to say it all the time. Oh. I'll start with small talk and I'll go somewhere. Right? <laughs> Why not just start with a good shit? Right? But like, to, truth be told, no matter how short or long the conversation is, give them like a little bit of a bite. Mm-hmm. Right? Give, give them something where, you know, they're going to take home that day and they're going to think about it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a give and take exchange. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And I kind of want this next part of the conversation because, man, you keep giving me all this good stuff. Man. I just <laughs> pick your brain, right? And I want to ask you, who are you surrounding yourself right now mm-hmm. to... to to allow yourself to continue exploring you mm-hmm. to be so uh, about learning more about life mm-hmm. and, and not wasting your time. Like, do you, are there certain people in your life who you feel like, hey, like, I owe it to this person right now other mm-hmm. than someone such as your, your, co- your coach at Eats? Mm-hmm. Do, do you believe in that mentality kind of going back to your vibe attraction tribe? Yeah. And I, um, there's definitely like a handful of friends that I do still see when I can because I am fairly focused in my sports and, and my recovery process and, and just taking time for myself, right? To just sit there and be alone with me. 
Dexter likes to be with Dexter, you know, and to talk oh, about right. myself in, in a third person. But I like that. Um, I would say, like, like we talked earlier, like definitely the, the additions of having Brad Damon at Eats, additions of having Raj, Maddox, like all these, like these people that I come to, and if I'm not in tune with myself, they one they will know something's up, right? And then they'll kind of guide me back with maybe it's a comment, maybe it's something, or maybe it's just getting my thought, thought process in the right direction. Yeah. Um, but honestly, a lot of it is, is too is just talking with my mother a lot. I'm talking and, and my girlfriend as well. But like awesome. my, it's it's crazy the evolution of what my relationship with my mother has become. Right? It's it is with with her. She had me very very young. Right? Where she's still trying to figure herself out. Right? So she's gone through her whole evolution as I've yeah. grown as well. Right? So every time we do talk, we're we're able to feel more confident within ourselves, and then just be able to just truly express it. Right? I love that. Wait, what you said was like coming on here and, and not being afraid to say whatever just talk about life right like and and i wish well one thing i really just want for people to start doing is not be afraid Feel, like for me i'm a big person that again and i need to be more vulnerable in certain situations i'm fairly reserved because i it just my upbringing i'm fairly reserved and don't want to let a lot when you of look that jack no, bro. come on that. you know it's not that easy but uh my, my point being, like, I just just don't be afraid to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You say something, they don't vibe with it, great. You know what? What's the positive thing that came out of it? You know they are not vibing on the same frequency as you. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's what they want to talk about? Again, don't cast any judgment on it. Yeah, What's cool. the point? Right? Like, okay, that's you. That's where you were at in your conscious state. Good for you, man. Do your yeah, thing. Right? Exactly. And, it, and just keep it moving. It costs something for you to, to look down on them. Yeah. It costs something for you to, to get mad about it. Yeah. Right? What's the point? That's so true. You know what I mean, right? When you have a high enough emotional intelligence to tell, as mm -hmm. clearly you do, not many people have that ability, man. Mm -hmm. And then that's that's a gift, really. When you can you can see someone getting excited, you see it in their eyes, the mm -hmm. way they're talking about it. Mm -hmm. You know what's sad, man? And I, I see it a lot. I see someone, they're not, they haven't even reached the climax yet, mm -hmm. Dexter. Mm -hmm. Why he goes in there, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or in a group, and they go, okay, yeah, anyways, I'm talking about, and it's like, man, like, Wait, 20 seconds. Like, buddy was, he was rolling yep. with the punches. Yep. And you yep. know what, man? The saddest reality is if that was, if anyone's listening to this and that was you, stop fucking hanging out with that guy. True. Do you know what I mean? The truth. The truth. And, and man, it took me, I, that was me, man. Mm -hmm. I, I've had many of those guys yep. in my life. So I'll I. be honest. A handful of those guys compared to a handful of the guys who I'm like, or girls or anybody, where I was like, damn, yep. you get it. You get my vibe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you, yep. you, you, you get me. Yeah. So the sad reality is when we're kids, when we're younger, we want to be cool. We want to be all like, oh, no, I gotta, I'll chill yep. this guy because he look cool. He's good yeah, for my yeah. image. Yeah. You know, all of that stuff, it's got it's got to go, you know? It does. So It's not cool anymore. And that's, and that's a it's good thing. It's 2019, point, man. It's not, that stuff isn't cool anymore. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it's, and I think it just goes on along with like, I've had discussions with uh, a lot of people about this. Like, I, I'll ask them like, why are you friends with them? You know what I mean? Like what? what is what is that friendship serving you exactly right because at the end of the day you're getting something negative or something positive like we just said right totally. but if it's for me what i'd like to do as well in those kind of situations just to kind of i guess help people maybe if it, this is something that they are going through and it's um i'll say something and i guess i guess uh the psychology part of me like being an observer like i'll see i'll be able to just see in the, their body language their eyes whatever it may be like whether or not they're actually hearing me and if they aren't, and you can feel it, yeah. listen to it. Yeah. Do not spend that energy trying to convince 
that that hey you should listen to me i'm i'm worthy i'm li- listen to me yeah, yeah. she'd be like okay you know what like you won't be part of my draft let's keep yeah, it moving then. Yeah. on to the next right or even like those people that just feel the need to talk over you don't don't ex- expend your extra energy over that right like what what is the point yeah. mentally note it and just keep it moving exactly. that, at least that's what works for me and right? you know i like that and i'll kind of i'll put in the 1.5 2.5 3.5 in between the one two three four you just gave right is when that's being done understand that okay maybe is it just a one-time thing exactly you know is this person exactly. doing it once okay let's test it out the second time or then when you come back to it test it out mm-hmm. be like hey so like you know i said this and this and this and this what do you think about that you know exactly. and then if it's such a generic answer yeah you know then yeah then maybe that answers your question right yeah. so yeah no, that's a very point, good man. point it's a very good point i'll ask you this so this is going to be the last question i'll ask you before we get into the hot seat round cool okay 15 year olds listening to this he's so excited mm-hmm. right 15 16 she who knows mm-hmm. they're an athlete they see how far you've come they've heard your story maybe they've seen you since what can they do in their life right now mm-hmm. for themselves to to ensure that that they can pave a similar path uh, to what you've done for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and they know maybe there's a potential injury along the way. Maybe there's going to be a move. There's going to be all these variables, just like your life. Mm-hmm. What would you tell that person? Or if you want to flip it, because I like, I like, as you can see, giving questions in different perspectives. Yeah. What would you tell your 16-year-old self when you were that age? Mm-hmm. And uh, feel free to answer that in both ways. Or however yeah, I'd like to answer in both ways, because that, that is good. I'll, I'll start with, uh, with myself. And if I was talking to my 16-year-old self, it'd just be to trust yourself. Right, trust that the the burning desire that you have within yourself is going to lead you somewhere. Right, the all the self doubt, all the listening to everybody else, looking for validation from everybody else, does nothing but slow you down. Right, and if I was um, to talk to a 15, 16 year old right now that has any aspiration, I don't, I don't want to just inspire people on the football field. I want people to take the lessons of which I've gone through, the the situations I've gone through, and apply it to their own lives and. Um, I would just say, figure out what you want. Figure out whatever the heck it is you want. It doesn't. Not, it does not matter, as long as it fulfills you. It does not matter if you want to work at McDonald's, and you think it's great to work at McDonald's because they have a scholarship program, et cetera, et cetera and it, you feel great working at Mc, then work at McDonald's. You know what I mean? Like that. Just listen to what your body is telling you. Listen to what your intuition is telling you. Listen to what how you feel when you're around certain people, when you're in certain situations, when you're looking into certain things. Your intuition and your body is going to guide you to where you should be. Wow. I love that, man. Thank you. That's, <laughs> That's something to, to really, really hone in on and always go back to what and who you're doing it for. Mm-hmm. Right? Entirely. It's huge. And then even with, in, in doing so, right, like you, you figure out what you truly want. I don't need to sit here and tell you I'll do A, B, C, D. You're going to do whatever it takes. Yeah, that's absolutely. that goes unsaid, right? And then yes. even even like what you just said, right? Like if you're working at a time in a position at the age that you're at, let's say like McDonald's, mm. own it. Hundred percent. Right? You're 16. Yes. You got a job. Yes. Seventy percent of the kids that you're in school with that's a fake statistic, <laughs> but <laughs> who knows how accurate it is? Yes. They don't got jobs. Exactly. They're all with their parents' money, mm-hmm. going buying a, a a bottle for cheap from their older brothers or, yep. or sisters, and then yep. going out partying. Mm-hmm. You know, like I like how you said that because mm-hmm. whatever it is you're doing, who mm-hmm. cares what it is on the be scale? The best. Just do it. You know, throw that scale out. Just yep. keep doing it. Yeah. And then you'll man, you'll be the CEO of McDonald's one day. God knows, right? Exactly. Though, right. Like, and then we talk about one decision away. What I said, like. Uh, one of my favorite artists, I'm sure everybody has heard the song, but like in one of his songs, he says, there's uh, beauty in the struggle, ugliness in the success. And when he 
dropped that. It was right before I went into the CFL, and I was like, oh, what, what is he talking about? There's, there's nothing ugly about success. There's no way. But he couldn't be any more right, right? He says, don't be sleeping on your level, right? Where you are is going to prepare you for where you want to be. But it will not prepare you for where you want to be unless you take full advantage. Just like you said, no matter where you are, you have to take full advantage of it. There's a lesson to, to be learned every day. Wow. I love it. Human textbook. No, no. I swear. He talks psychology. No. This man is going to have a book written on psychology and how that mixes in with football and everything else in between, man. I love it. That was Appreciate awesome. it, man. Thank you. Thank you, Dexter. Let's Thank go you. into the hot seat round. Yes, sir. Let's okay, do it. Here we go. So hot seat round, real simple. We've done this for a few guests, oh. and I feel like we've got to do it for everyone. But, I, you know, it's just, it's just nice to do when I, I know a guest such as yourself is able to just let it out and speak the truth. I'm going to say something. It's kind of like A or B. Okay. And, or it's just a very generic question for the people who want to get to know Dexter personally, and you spitball an answer. Okay. Okay? Nice and quick. I'm not really going to put a time to it, but as you know, quick answer, away we go. Okay. Okay? So first one, Dexter, CFL player. Are you doing it for money or are you doing it for fame? Money or fame? I want no part of fame, so money. Okay, fair. Awesome. Dexter, on average, how many hours of sleep do you get a night? Eight. Eight. Awesome. There you go. See, you need sleep. <laughs> yeah. No matter how hard you work, you need sleep, right? Hey, that, that has been a long process, though. My girlfriend is, is gone. I don't... <laughs> oh, my God. That's good. I like that. Um, here we go. Would you rather be drowning and that's where you go or would you rather jump off a cliff and that's where you go <laughs> it's some that's tough, suicidal man. shit you know I would not want either but I'm going to say jump off a cliff so I have a nice view as my, my last there you go I you like know? that there yeah. you go that's nice speaking of nice views right I just, you know what you. honestly I've had to resist I'm like <laughs> no you know what we have not had the opportunity to appreciate this view man. it's beautiful man right it is like this is you're the first guest we've had where we've been able to actually be on the patio and see the view. So I'm to honored. be a little bit above it. the second floor right now feels good. <laughs> I like it. Next one. Okay, Dexter, here we go. Someone chooses school or they choose a sport they love and it's one or the other. What are you going to tell them to do? What speaks more to them? Ah, there you go. I like that. That's cool. There you go. Yeah. What's, what's the first thing that comes to yeah, mind yeah. for that, right? Sorry. All right, that's fair. Family or friends? Family. Do you travel alone or do you like travel with someone with you? I like the thought of both, but I love sharing the experience with somebody. Fair. Three values that you live by. Mm. I'm going to say honesty, integrity, and... I want to say purpose, and that keeps popping into my head, but I don't think that's one that can really fit. Yeah. I'm going to say trust. Awesome. There you go. I like that. It's really good. Next one. I know you're a man who likes to read. Who's your favorite author? Favorite author, Tim Grover. Tim Grover. Relentless. There you go. Relentless? Yes. Give us, uh, just without spoiling it too much, mm -hmm. what that book is going to do for somebody. We talked about being brutally honest with yourself, and then we talked about owning who you are, and, and what level you're at. And uh, that book will definitely provide you the tools to do both. Nice. That's fantastic. What is someone going to do every single day, every damn day, to get to what they ultimately want to get to? Ooh. Stay true. I like that. If you could live without social media, 
Would you? Oh, yes. Yeah. Not even a question. Yeah. Is it 100%. Is it doing better for society or worse? I, I think that depends on the scope of what you're talking about. I think um, someone raised this point with me before, and I think the generation that is coming up with social media has access to so much more information than we ever did, which is also forcing so much more growth. And not only in the positive aspects, but the negative aspects as well, right? In, in terms of anxiety, in terms of whatever it may be. Sorry. But if we can take the good with the bad and find better techniques to eliminate the bad or not necessarily eliminate the bad, but learn how to combat it better, I think it'd, it'd just be a beautiful situation. Absolutely. Past, present, or future? In regards to? Anything. Anything? Past, present. Hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I kind of messed this up. Just can't. No worries. Yeah. Present, I like yes. that. When you are done playing football professionally, do you know what the plan is? Um, I can't sit here and pinpoint and be like, oh, I'm going to go off and be said title. I know I want to work with people. I know I want to share my experiences. And I know I want to be in some sort of creative field. Um, I trust myself in, in my work ethic. And when I'm focused and honed in on something, that I, I will get it done and, and focus on that. Um, at this point, I want to focus on who I am right now and what totally. I'm working towards right now. And uh, just not close any doors. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm using football to network. I'm using football. Without sport, I wouldn't be sitting here right now, right? Like, so exactly. I just want to make sure I'm, I'm truly present for the time that I do have sport. I love that. That's that magic word, present, right? <laughs> yeah. It's true, man. And you know what, Dexter? Real talk, man. I, I want to appreciate you for a second, man. Like, for coming out here, for, for speaking the truth, for, for being able to share certain things that I'm sure maybe you haven't shared on a publicity setting beforehand right and for for you to honor that and for you to share all this information and for you being you man like ever since day one i saw what you were doing i used to message karam and be like man that dexter guy you're hanging around with man like that guy looks like he's doing some cool shit you know i appreciate that and and again man going back to what like my 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 quote in life that i'm living by currently because mm -hmm. like i said i know sometimes those themes change is mm -hmm. is your vibe attracts your tribe and, and you're somebody man who, who i look up to in the city who i respect a lot and i see even based off of this conversation man you, you live by great values and i know you're gonna go big places i appreciate in that. football man outside of football continue to stay humble and then live truthfully to yourself as you're doing and i'm telling you right now man the sky's the limit for you i appreciate that man thank yeah, you no problem homie. thank you Last question. I'm gonna okay, ask. here we go. This is the big one. <laughs> so again, metaphorically, okay. my favorite word is you know one of is being on the second floor, right? Not just the podcast anymore. Being on the second floor in life, always elevating, going mm -hmm. to the next level. What is it that you do, or not even that? How do you define being on the second floor? Mm -hmm. Because for you to be out here sitting here, we at the Second Floor Podcast believe that you have what it takes. Now, I want to ask you, how do you define what it means to be on it? It's a very good question. It's a very good question. Um, what does it mean to me? Especially when you can think, Dexter, about how we mm -hmm. look at it. Yeah. How we understand elevation, growth. Yes, definitely. Right? There's only yeah. one way but that way. Yeah, and it, in the, the initial thought and process, like the, the word that came to my mind was uh, persistence, right? And in order to have persistence, you need to be so, you have to need, you need to stay true to yourself. You need to be honest with yourself because if, you, if you're persist persistent in the, the wrong habits or the wrong techniques, it's going to lead you nowhere, we'll say the basement, the cellar, yeah. right? 
metaphorically in this situation. <laughs> right? But in, in terms of the persistence, maybe maybe that step broke. Maybe you need to jump that step and go to the next one. Maybe it's 100 feet up now. You know what I mean? But if you're persistent and staying true to yourself and being honest with yourself, I, I, to me, that is, that is ultimately unlocking the true potential of oneself. Awesome. Wow. That is very true. I like that. Dexter, please let our audience know where, where can we find you? Where can we communicate with you? Where can we see you do your thing? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, I'm on Instagram right now at, uh, at DJanks, at DJANKS. Um, I also have my photo account on there. It's at djanks.optics. So, yeah, check either of those out. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here first with Dexter Janky. Super excited to see him perform at the best level that he can with his new team. You heard it here where you can check him out. Please let us know what you thought about this episode. You guys can rate us on Facebook, on Spotify, on iTunes podcast you guys can check us out on every single platform and today we just learned how to survive how to thrive and keep the good vibes alive with my boy dexter thank you appreciate it man thank you that was awesome thank you that was fucking awesome wow thank you dude you just blew my mind man we're over now so it's done so we can loosen up but dude you're you're a hundred percent real the entire time man appreciate that thank you how did you how do you feel i feel good and honestly like even uh you you mentioned something earlier and even uh talking about with like her uh, division one scholarship and maybe that not going the way she wanted to i think there's a certain strength in in, and putting it out there though you know what i mean the moment i put it out here i I know it no longer has control of me right and that's it obviously um it takes time right i don't want people to know that exactly right and then even with with myself like even talking about how i psychoanalyze myself and figure out why, right? Like, why am I playing this game? Yeah, it was to win my father, right? Like, and that wasn't something I said out loud. I was thinking it before, right? It was like, is it? It was here, you know to what I mean? Say it out loud, right? yeah. Like, you know what? That is was that, deep. Is that, is that what I feel? And we could have went through a spiral into that. And honestly, sometimes I, I will. I mm-hmm. will and in certain cases where I know that the person's willing. Mm-hmm. The last thing I would have wanted is that, because I, I know you would have thought it was going to go that direction, mm-hmm. so I kind of pulled it back. Yeah, you know. Honestly, for you to still... Bring that out, man, is mm-hmm. huge. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's real, man. Mm-hmm. So many people are going to fucking relate to that shit. Mm-hmm. So exactly. many hockey kids that I know, bro, mm-hmm. who are like, man, fucking dad didn't make junior double A or, or NHL. He's put me through this shit. I hate hockey. Yeah. But they never fucking told us so. Yeah. They still went, oh, yeah, hockey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Lying, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's it's the true. thing, man. It's and true. that's the thing I'm trying to do here, bro. Mm-hmm. Is, like, I'm just trying to put, like, stories like yours out there for the world to hear. And... Just so people can appreciate, like, where someone mm-hmm. came from, you know? I appreciate because, that, man. For you, man, like, from the psychological perspective, man, I love when when you could come on here and how you just said it. Like, you have you have epiphanies in a moment. And you realize what you thought is now coming out. And, you're saying <laughs> it, and it's fucking, it's, it's a load off your shoulders. It is. It is entirely, man. I agree. And even uh, one of the, have you seen the movie Coach Carter? Oh, I gotta see that again. He always asked uh, Timo Cruz, like, what's your deepest fear, right? And then. Samuel Jackson. Yes. And he, uh, what he says in the, the movie, he's like, what is your deepest fear? And he keeps asking that, keeps asking. He never figures it out, right? He's like, what the hell is this guy keep saying? Like, fuck mm-hmm. off, that yeah. thing, right? Yeah. And then uh, he actually goes on, he's like, um, he finds a quote, excuse me, and he says, uh, our deepest fear is not that we're in- inadequate, our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. Is not our light, but our darkness that uh, most frightens us. And then it goes on to start talking about how 
the moment we are our true self, the moment that we are brave enough to be vulnerable and say whatever, we are unconsciously giving the next person the strength and the, the subconscious feeling that they, they too can do it. You know what I mean? And people know when you're being real. You know what I mean, right? Like it, they may not in the moment consciously realize it, but people know. Yeah. You know what I mean, Dude, right? I, so you have no idea how much that fucking uh, pulls some puts things in perspective for me because that happened to me the moment you shared that, and I felt like I had to talk about my coach Jace. That wasn't easy mm-hmm. for me because I yeah. never, I never said that live. Mm-hmm. I never really had, I never had the opportunity mm-hmm. to express. Mm-hmm. You know, so just, just like, and even said, like man, hearing you like, talk about it, I can feel it, man. Like, I, yeah, I relate because I know it's, it's tough. Like, it's that's, yeah, man, it's gut wrenching, you exactly. know, something that, fuck, like, you don't, you don't really, you never realize how powerful something is in your life and how much impact it has until you start speaking about it. 100%. You know, man, honestly, bro, like, I used to think this whole, like, talking to a psychologist thing was silly mm-hmm. until I realized the effect it has on people because. Hey, I thought it was silly because I had a great support system. Mm-hmm. I had a brother to go to. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. It was fucking like a real brother, bro. Like mm-hmm. my, my brother, man. Like we're not just brothers. Like when I hear people who are like, man, it's so weird. Like, like you like friends with your brother. Well, I, I know what that's like. I'm like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, human that you know, you gonna be with this guy for the rest of your life. I don't know what happens. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and that's your fucking fault mm-hmm. if you if you don't continue to keep that up. You know yeah. what I mean? Hundred like percent. And then I get it. It's a two way street. Yeah. And I tell yeah. my brother all the time, man. Like, move in here. I tell mm-hmm. my bro, I'm like, listen, man. I'm like, don't let don't let this change anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. We're older now. Mm-hmm. We're we're at a, a fraction. I get it. Like a fraction of how much we really do get to spend time with each other mm-hmm. compared to when we live with each other. And yeah. Kids. Yeah. A big difference, now. 100%. So that's, and that's that's, that's that. even like something I really relate to. And it's it's the timing of how you bring this up is, is really trippy as well. Because uh, even with my brother, um, obviously, he was, he was just drafted uh, this past weekend in the CFL draft to uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And going there, it was it was such a like a perspective shift for me, man. Like, I, I saw him and, and I see him as my little kid brother, right? Like, like I'm the father figure for this guy, right? And I'm trying to guide him in all these di- different directions, but I, he's a grown man now. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? And it's like, I'm looking at him, I'm just like, holy shit. looking at him like, loads of grown, right? You know what I'm like? Oh, they're not talking to me like that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. But, like, but like, just to see him come into his own, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, and again, like that's where the relationship starts to evolve even more and even more. And, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the opportunity where it ha- does get to the point with like you have with your brother and you guys are friends, like right. genuine friends. Yeah. yeah, man. And trust me, he, your little brother, man, wants that as much as you do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he, like you guys will remember a little bit of memories that you guys had mm-hmm. growing up. Still keep that alive, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. And I know it's that perspective of the younger and the older. Yes, yes. Looks like, but trust, man, as you get older, it's like. 20, 30, 40, 50 years later from now, man, when when the only other family you got, other than, you know, your beautiful wife and kids, mm-hmm. the, the, the bloodline who, who you, who you, who's on the same side of you that you got is going to be your brother. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's going to be that person who you related to the most because they're playing the same sport as you. Yep, going you know all, through all the same stuff. And, yeah. and like me being the younger brother, man, like I... I have moments where now as I'm older, I can, I can mm-hmm. flip the switch. I can be like, okay, I'm going to just vibe with my brother as a bro now. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to now look at him as like a mentor through my sport. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm going to get some advice. Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to give him advice because mm-hmm. now I want him to respect me yes. knowing that I've grown in other areas. Yep. You know, I've gotten a major in something that's different from his mm-hmm. and now we're, 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 we're two different people who can let our egos go aside yes. and, and be able to fuel one another's life. Yes. 
Because truth be told, man, friendships or brotherhood, they end up failing because that ego gets so much in the oh, way, bro. Man, and it goes, is... it, goes, it goes, you know what? <laughs> it happens. It's the truth, man. It's the it's truth. truth. It, like, it's... it gets in the fucking way. But the beautiful, like, the, where it starts, though, is addressing it, expressing it, and, and realizing it, right? Like, that's the biggest thing. And it's, I think, and even what I'm hearing from you is, like, timing is everything in that situation when we, we both need to evolve to, to a point where you both can be vulnerable with each other, yeah. right? To just be like, you know what yeah. I mean? But uh, Tears would yeah. shed, but that's the beautiful part. Exactly. That's the fucking beautiful part about it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, that's you realizing that just because you got a beard on your face now and you're, you're a man, doesn't mean you can't be with your bro like yeah. the way you once cried. But, you know, when you needed mommy to, to hold you, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, sometimes, hey, you might still need that, right? But the fact <laughs> yeah. that you got that with your brother mm-hmm. is huge. Bro. 100%. I yeah. think we should slap that on the podcast. Hey, man. Be, but, uh, yeah, that's okay. No, I wouldn't mind that That'd at all. That'd be cool. Yeah, we yeah. got real vulnerable there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck, I love it, man. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate and let's get back it. into this. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you.